G'day everyone, welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. This week we dive into the world of Ninjago, an animated TV series brought to you by the Lego Group. Ninjago has been going on for 10 years, so to find out a little bit more about it, I decided to reach out to two of the creators of the Ninjago documentary, Lachlan and Brayden. P.S. Lachlan's also known as Jan, that'll make sense through the interview. These two young gentlemen have a real love for Ninjago. Now, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know much about Ninjago at the beginning of our conversation, but by the end of it, they definitely convinced me that it is definitely a show to watch. Now, whether you're a seasoned Ninjago fan or a complete noob like me, you're going to enjoy today's episode because you're going to learn a lot about Ninjago and also find out about all the fun little stories that went behind making this documentary. So sit back and enjoy today's episode of For the Love of Brick. G'day gentlemen, Uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Doing well. Very well. Thank you for having us. Definitely. Thank you. That's good. Um, Okay, first things first, um, I'll say hello Lachlan. So that people know your voice uh, from Braden's. Um, so Lachlan, say hello. Mm, hello. How's it going, folks? <laughs> I will say not too bad on their behalf. Uh, Braden, uh, yourself. Yes, sir. Doing well, doing well. That's good. <laughs> first things first, um, I'd like to find out a little bit about my guests um, up front. So let's go with Braden. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Alrighty, well, I and as well as Jan, as well as two others, Haley Wolf and Joshua Deck, are working currently on a Ninjago documentary. Uh, so that's really something that we've been doing a lot on these past few months. I'm personally a huge Ninjago fan since the beginning, uh, since Ninjago since 2011. Ninjago is something that's really important to me and so many other people in the community as well. It's a huge, huge thing that's been going for 10 years, which is and amazing and yep. such a huge landmark you know it's 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 awesome but personally you know it's 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 just been a ride and a joy uh, growing up with this show and and learning so many different things and building the lego sets as well has been so fun um playing with those mini figures and spinners and dragons for heaven's sake and the bounties oh man <laughs> so you know it's been a lot of fun and um but yeah that's that's a little bit about me um yourself lachlan Okay, thank you. So my name is Lachlan. Uh, like Brayden, I have been a Ninjago fan since day one, so a full decade now, which is absolutely insane to say out loud. Um, yeah, we've been working on this 10 years of Spinjitsu documentary for a good three to four months now, if not longer. Um, oh, okay. And it's just been the most fun experience you could imagine, uh, g- like getting to speak to everyone behind the show from voice actors to set designers to writers is such an incredibly fun experience and i'm very honored to be at this point where in time where i am right now um from being a a small fan with an independent voice to slowly climbing the ninjago hierarchy it's been an, an incredibly fun journey so far and one i do not plan to stop anytime soon i'm gonna i'm here till the end so it's been a great journey so far i can't wait to see where we go from this point I was about to say, so you're going to be here for the 20 year 
documentary. Yep. Oh yeah. I'll be here we'll, for, we'll, we've we'll already be, discussed. We'll be leading that. We'll be leading that yeah. charge for sure. Twenty. We've years. already discussed the twentieth anniversary documentary. So I'm, it's going to be us. We're going to be coming back. So the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> yeah. The sequel. Twenty years in the making. Uh, <laughs> twenty um, years electric boogaloo. <laughs> so, um, well, let's go with uh, the elephant in the room. What got you into Ninjago? Uh, okay, actually, no. First things first, Ninjago or Ninjago? And have oh, I just man. committed sacrilege? You have no idea what you've just done, my friend. Yeah, you, the community you. is now an uproar. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is something that is always... Like, when, when we get newer, like... I mean, it's not even the fans. I think it's more of the parents that go nin, Ninja Go rather than Ninjago. I think it's more of the parents. I mean, the kids know what it is, but rarely do we ever see kids say Ninjago. It's mostly the, the parents that are saying the Ninja Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so whack. And it hurts every time. Because <laughs> I thought it was Ninjago. And then I watched... Okay. Sorry. I'm not up to this season <laughs> Ninjago. Ninjago. Oh. Um, I'm not up to this season of Ninjago. Um, but in the first season, I swear I've heard the actual, like, I think this is where I've got it in my head. Um, I think it was Cole was basically, he'd be like, Ninja, go. And I'm like, oh, have I gotten it wrong? Um, That's mostly their battle cry. Like when they, when they like do the spin jitsu tornado, they're like, Ninja, go. And they'll do their, their spinjitsu tornadoes and fight the snakes or skeletons. That's kind of their battle cry, if you will. Yeah. Uh, They've had a little wordplay as the series gone on, like, especially in the in the movie, which that's a whole separate thing. But they'll <laughs> use it to like a comedic effect where Lloyd will say something like, You need to ninja go away. You know, they'll like they'll do yep. like wordplay on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually one of the things I love about um well, Lego animation. Um, series and even movies and whatnot is the fact that they do have a lot of there's a lot of dad jokes and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of puns in there. It's brilliant. Um, oh, how how do you think it's changed over the years? Man, oh man, it has definitely changed a lot. But I personally believe it has changed for the better um, because you know we had the original designs with the Ninjago TV show, which then in season eight. They changed designs because of the movie that came out in 2017 and then and the season eight come out came out late 2017 or like early 2018. Yep. So it's changed a bit, but personally, I think it's brought in a lot of new fans. Um, yeah, sure, it's a lot of old fans off, but <laughs> we had a lot of new fans and it kind of gave Ninjago a fresh look, in my opinion. I don't know about you, Jan, but yeah, I'd say for them, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, Ninjago is like it, it grew alongside its fandom. You know, you look back at the earliest seasons and you think, like, while this is still remarkable television, you can you can so easily tell how much the storytelling has become so, like, complex and just so deep and personal in the later seasons, especially, like, seasons 8 through 10. That's, like, that's like the high high point of the, of the show. Yep. And even the modern seasons now that have kind of come back down to earth a little bit, it it rides that perfect line of um, catering to both original fans of the show and new younger fans. And any show that can do that is a show that's well-written and one that knows what its audience wants, which I'm sure we can always respect. (laughs) Yes. Well, have they, have they had any dull seasons? Like, you know how every show has like their, 
the season where you're like, mm-hmm. you just got to plow, you just got to plow through this season. And- through. Yeah, yeah, we've had we've had those. You know, the Hagemans are were were the main riders from season one. So I think five. I think they did one, seasons one through five, and one they did six. I know they did Skybound. I think they did Skybound, maybe. But there was Hands of Time, which is considered the dull season, if you will, uh, because the Hagemans stepped away for a bit, and we had a new writer come in. I personally really like Hands of Time, but I know a lot of the fan community does not like Hands of Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it it, it kind of entirely boils down to personal preference. Yeah. But of all the thirteen seasons we've got. I think commonly you will find most of the community think say that there are two seasons ultimately that don't really live up to expectations. Those being season seven, like Raiden said, and season eleven. Ah, but for a show to, with thirteen seasons to yeah. only really have two that haven't sat the best is quite extraordinary. Yeah, no, yeah, my oath. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and they're not long episodes, are they? They're like. What? Not no, 20 anymore. minutes? Not anymore. They're like 22 they, minutes originally, and then they mm-hmm. got into 11-minute format. Ah, uh, yeah. and do I remember rightly, I remember someone saying this on a podcast a little bit ago, and I'll probably edit it if I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> but do they have episode numbers now? They've like, always. The, they used to. Oh, yeah. no, not anymore. That's not what anymore. they used to. Yeah. But not necessarily anymore, not since season 11. Yeah, so no. season 11, I think that's why it doesn't sit well. It came in and it changed a whole bunch of things. Like the episodes are cut down from 22 minutes to 11. Uh, they're not numbered anymore. Uh, changes that definitely didn't sit well with a lot of fans. And the intros are also different as well. Yeah, but the show itself, like it's still, still really... Still the yeah. quality is like the latest season, I, I think will easily go down as a fan favorite for all of like time to come. Definitely. So- with the no numbered system, wow. Um, are they linear stories, or how do you tell the difference? As in, you're watching it in the right order. Yeah, they all follow a, a story. So yeah. They do follow the um, overarching story. Yep. And then every so often, you'll get like an episode, especially again in season eleven. They have one giant overarching story, but then every like five or six episodes, maybe you'll get one episode where it's like here's a little side story you didn't need to watch this to understand this but it's just a bit of fun but then yep. hey let's get back to this story you know yeah side quest all, yeah right and they all follow the same lore so like mm-hmm. um you know there was an episode in season 11 which had young Wu and young garmadon as they were kids uh learning about spinjitsu and learning forbidden spinjitsu and that followed a lot with the lore uh from past seasons uh because i think Forbidden Spinjitsu was teased in a book called uh, the Learning Spinjitsu or something like that. It was a it was a book with uh, Master Wu the cover, and so we had a little tease of Forbidden Spinjitsu. We didn't know what it was particularly, and then it popped into this season, season eleven. Yeah, uh, Secret Forbidden Spinjitsu, uh, and so we got to learn the full extent of Forbidden Spinjitsu, which is really cool. So it, it follows the same characters, the same lore, and things like that. It, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, they're good like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's great that, you know, they've got that whole fandom and the community and, you know, they follow law and, you know, it's canon. Um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm going to backtrack a bit. Um, yeah. What came first for you guys? Was it Lego or was it Ninjago? Jen, you go first. 
Well, I got into, well, Lego came first for me. I got into Lego when I was, I must have been like five or six. Um, funnily enough, and I can see how ironic this is, uh, the first Lego theme I actually got into was Lego Bionicle, which is commonly seen as uh, what Ninjago was inspired by. And um, But that that's a whole thing. <laughs> but I, I was I was really into Bionicles at a young age. And then that just, my love for Lego grew and grew. And then I saw the first Ninjago ad on TV and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, so that's how you, so you, you saw the first Ninjago Lego set or the ad for yeah, Ninjago? I remember seeing the the set commercials and then the yep. sets in those Lego catalogs that we used to get back in the good old days. Um, and then I found out it was actually a special on Cartoon Network, um, I, which I had no idea that was a thing. And I watched it and there was no going back from that point. The yep. rest was written in the clouds, you know? Well, first season is a fun season um, from what I've seen. So, yeah, I oh, can yeah. see how you can get hooked on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, yourself, Brayden? Yeah. So, for me, I was really into Lego Star Wars as a kid. Um, yep. That's, you know, I mean, Lego Star Wars, personally, back then, I thought was so awesome, uh, you know, with the yellow and then they they got into more advanced things thought it was so cool but then i got a ninjago set for my birthday which was the ice dragon attack set from 2011 and that was my first ninjago set and man just blew me out of the water i mean i thought it was such a cool it had a huge molded head and i just thought the ninja suit looked cool with the dragon design and the skeleton dude was crazy looking because he was he was a clown looking guy his name was crazy Yep. He came in that and they had the collectible golden weapons. And I thought that was so cool. And so, and then I just dipped on Star Wars. Like, yeah, no more Star Wars. <laughs> We're into this. Found out there was a TV show and fell in love from there. It was, it was great. The rest is history. That's right. Mm-hmm. So who is this documentary really aimed at? It's aimed for, uh, yeah, that's true. Who is it? Who is it aimed for? Exactly. Aimed for everybody, but mainly we we wanted to create it for like the the fans and the creators, kind of a like thank you for what you've done for us for the past ten years. And we've got a lot of sentimental things uh, in there because there's going to be a lot of fans uh, that are going to be interviewed or they submitted videos about what Ninjago means to them. So we're hoping that kind of hits home with the creators uh, in a special way. This is documentary no matter what type of Ninjago or Lego fan you are in general, this documentary has something for everyone. If you just love the show and nothing else, then there's plenty to talk about the inception and everything related to the show. If you just like the Lego sets and don't care about the show or anything like that, then there's plenty of, like Raiden said, set prototypes, unreleased sets, you name it. There's plenty there. If you, for some reason, just like the movie and don't, care about the show or anything like that we even touch on the movie in this uh there are books graphic novels anything and everything ninjago is included in this documentary so no matter what type of fan you are you can watch this and you will find something to enjoy which was i think one of our biggest goals and one we quite proudly achieved so that's definitely something i'm very proud of definitely good 100 percent so how have you found doing the doco during COVID? Like, has it made things easier for you or would have you preferred to? Because I, I guess it's one of those things, it's not as if you can fly over there but and do it. But there's voice actors obviously in we America as well. You plan to? Nice. We, we planned to go over to um, those places. We wanted to go and do some B-roll at uh, 
you know, Vancouver, which is where the voice actors are, yep. are at Vancouver and they record there. So we have Brent Miller, Vincent Tong, Kelly Metzger, Michael Adam Witt, just to make, uh, just to name a few. And so we wanted to go there and kind of interview them uh, personally. And we also wanted to go to Denmark and yep. interview them personally. But of course, COVID obviously destroyed all that. So we're like, well, we have the equipment to do it at home. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just hop on Zoom and record them answering a few questions and see what we can do with that. And so that's kind of where that went into there with the uh, interviewing stage and things like that. And it, I, I don't know about you, Jan, but I think it worked just perfectly. Oh, yeah. Like we we took we we literally took everything we possibly had. We took the world when it was at its absolute worst. The community was in some very interesting places because oh, I think twenty nineteen was a bit of a, a rough year for the community. Um, and so with everything just piling up, we thought, okay, let's just do what we can. Let's make this thing. Let's make it for the fans. Let's make it for you know this series that's changed our lives over the past decade, and let's just do our very best with it. And the, the end result has ultimately been something that I, I personally think has well exceeded my expectations. 100%. 100%. This has been one of the coolest experiences in my life. Yeah. I know Jan really said it as well. You know, it, hearing all the cool instruments, like, you know, if we have the soundtrack, people, you know, there's Ninjago has original soundtrack. Yeah. So we have Jay Vincent and Michael Kramer who do the soundtrack. And Michael Kramer has instruments all over his room mm-hmm. we just ran over grabbed a bunch of instruments and just started playing them as examples like oh here's the skull sorcerer's theme or here's the ninjoids theme and then he just oh, started sweet. playing instruments it was so cool to see him do that live there on our interview so when you watch the documentary you'll you know you'll see it it's so it's so cool to see behind the scenes stuff and with lego too we got a ton of behind the scenes stuff from lego mm-hmm. unreleased lego sets concept art there's just so much you know, being cram packed into this documentary that fans are getting a ton of content here. And I think they're really going to enjoy it for that one mm-hmm. reason alone is that they get to not only see the lives of their favorite voice actor or favorite creator of Ninjago, but they also get to learn a bit of history as well. Just something yeah. we're trying to get, yeah. get across. And, and how was it approaching Lego and so forth for this? Like, were they like, who were you guys? Or were they like, wow, this is awesome. Like, let's <laughs> jump on the bandwagon, you know? Well, that was so me and Jan or well, Jan originally had the idea and I was like, Jan, we need to do this, man. Like th- this could be so fun. And I knew I know a few designers from Lego, Michael Knapp in particular, I had contact to before. And yep. so I ran over and typed a huge Google Doc pitch and I pitched it to Michael, Michael Knapp. And he was like, well, this sounds really cool. Let me go through some more officials, see what we can do and see how we can, you know, get this going. So he wrote back to me and with all kinds of stuff, I got in contact with all kinds of people. He got me in contact with so many people and he was so helpful. And he's, he's an incredible guy, by the way, he's also in our documentary, but um, he, he, you know, he was all for it. And it seemed Lego was all for it too, because they gave us so much stuff to work with. And so it was so cool to, you know, to just go in that process of being like, hey, yeah, we're here right now. And then we're going to get it to you next week. And then they, I, they get it. And then there's like, if you need anything else, you know, just let us know. And it's just so cool, you know, just to have that contact. And then from there, I mean, we've, we've been doing all kinds of things. And it's mm-hmm. just been a blast well, yeah. you know, having contact with Lego and, and just all that. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, sure. it's been, a, it's been a dream come true. Like growing up as a Lego fan, like if I like if if 
younger me knew where he'd be in like a decade, 15 years from that point, <laughs> he wouldn't know how to contain himself because it's, 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 I think we can all agree it's a dream come true for all of us. Definitely, 100%. I was about to say, did you fanboy over any of the um, oh, voice actors? I'm, we la- I'm oh, still yeah. fanboying. Like we're still fanboying to this day. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 wild. I mean, and then we had uh, so there's a there's a little magazine that came out with Lloyd, mm-hmm. uh, the Green Ninja, who says "Holy Spinjitsu" in a magazine, and we thought it was so funny. We, it was hilarious in the uh, it be- yeah, it became an on running joke in the community. Yep. It's a little meme, and so we were interviewing the new voice actor Sam Vincent of Lloyd. And Jan is on Discord typing to Joshua Deck. We should get him to say "Holy Spinjitzu" just for the heck of it. <laughs> and he did it, and it was so so fun. And we and we're going to include that in the documentary. It's also in one of our trailers right now. It's already out, but it was yeah. so funny. It was so great to hear him say "Holy Spinjitzu." <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Um, who's your favorite character? Or do you like you like they're all my favorite? Go for it, Jan. See, okay, my answer's a, my answer's a little cop because, like, I have a favorite character and then a favorite ninja. My favorite character overall is Garmadon. Since yep. day one, he's been my favorite because he's, I personally believe he's the most complex, layered character on the show. He's just gone through so many separate character arcs and he's been around for so long. And you, you know, you can love a character when they're both an antagonist and a protagonist, and then you love them equally no matter what side they're on. Um, that's always been the case for me. So, for people that don't know who he is, who is he? Like, what's his what's his deal? Oh dear! <laughs> All right, here we go. In okay. five, one minute. <laughs> one minute. Take, no, take your time. I don't I, get rats. I can do this. <laughs> okay. So, Garmadon is essentially one of the two children of the first Pujitsu master, who is essentially the creator of Ninjago itself. Everything and anything Ninjago. So he is. In short terms, the the son of God. He's the older brother um, who inherits the elemental power slash elemental essence of destruction, meaning he's just been like embodied with this like dark brooding power. Um, he also happens to be a hybrid of Dragon and Oni, who essentially birthed the first Spinjitsu master. It's very you can see how very complex all this is. Yeah. And this was introduced eight seasons in. So kudos to the team, honestly. Um, oh, wow. So uh, both him and his brother, Wu, who is the ninja's master, are part Oni and part dragon. Um, however, Garmadon, being embodied with the power of destruction, inherited more of the Oni side of things. So he he's kind of very similar to Anakin Skywalker in a lot of ways from Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, and then... As a child, one day, he was bitten by this snake known as the Great Devourer, which would go on to be this massive thing. Um, And that pretty much triggered the chain reaction that prompted his Oni blood to come to the surface, bringing forth the the evil Lord Garmadon we all know and love. And he would go on to be like a kind of like an anti-hero for a few years, not a full-blown villain, but not not your save-the-day good guy. Um, yeah. Until one fable day, where he tried to seal the the golden weapons of Spinjitsu, which his father used to create the realm of Ninjago, uh, and in retaliation, his brother was forced to banish him to the underworld, uh, a parallel realm for Ninjago, where he took on a different appearance and just became the full blown supervillain everyone knows and loves. Okay, sweet. Actually, I think I bought his volcano layer a little while ago. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ninjago movie. Yeah, it's a great set. It's a good yes, one. It is. God. Show Garmadon and movie Garmadon are two different. <laughs> they're they're very different entities. But then in season 10, they actually do try and merge the best of both together. And it works so well. It does. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> season 10 Garmadon is, uh, in my personal opinion, the best incarnation we've had yet. Oh, okay. Hmm. Can't wait to get to season 10 then. Um, yeah. And your favorite ninja. Mm-hmm. So my favorite ninja is Cole, the master of Earth. Yep. Um, just because he's the one I, I just relate to the most, I look at him and I go, take away the six pack and that's actually me. Like that's me as a Lego <laughs> figure. Just, he, he's just, he's relatable. He's, he's got a heart of gold. You know, he's funny. He's, he's the kind of character where you rewatch and he never quite gets to take the like, center role for so long he's always just kind of like in the background doing his own thing and you look at him you're like huh i never noticed that before that's pretty good and then you get to season 13 where he finally gets his time to shine and it's it's just something else entirely like he's such a well-written character yeah from what i've seen of cole i don't mind him either definitely yeah (laughs) and um you brayden who's your favorite well, I mean, I've got to agree with Jan on the favorite ninja front. Cole is just such a well-rounded character in the show. Uh, he, We've been wanting a Cole season for 13 seasons in, and we Long finally time. got one. And we've been wanting a Cole season for a while, and we finally got that Cole focus. And man, did Braggy shoot kill it. He did such a great job with it. The story is fantastic. The characters are level. When he makes Cole just so great in my opinion i think and, and that's what i guess why everyone loves cole so much is because he's such a relatable character because all these other ninja you know have goofy attributes and cole's just so chill he's like a chill you know really chill lay low kind of guy and that's you know how we can relate to uh, that character in particular honestly it's really cool yeah he's a great character so now back to the making of the documentary um <clears throat> with the documentary how how did you go about interviewing people? Did you have like interview all the voice actors at the same time and then and then the directors? Like how did it or did you get them all together and you're just like, just talk? We that's kind of what we did. We did it individually. So we did one uh person at a time. And so with that, we'll kind of combine them uh in their respective categories. So if we're touching on the show. Uh, they'll we'll have uh, Tommy Andreessen and the Hagemans and the voice actors. And then we'll go into a little bit of soundtrack with ben, Jay Vincent and Michael Kramer. And then we'll go into uh, the set category of Michael Knapp, uh, Sven Cole, and then uh, Neek mm-hmm. Slagmont, who is, uh, those are all set designers. Yeah. And um, what part, I know it all interests you, but what part sort of is your, not your favorite, but what, interests you more like for me it'd actually be more sound design and um music scores yeah those that was awesome oh man you you know again yeah i think everyone will have different answers for this but uh, for me it had to be where it was the four of us the hosts and we got to witness the uh the reunion between tommy and 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 the hegman brothers i don't quite know how how many after two years it was two two years there you go over two years um, and so we got to witness that reunion and just seeing the conversations that stemmed from that, from like 
the birth of Ninjago, essentially, the birth in 2009, and just every, like, everything leading up to current day, that was, that really hit home. Just to be able to both see the reunion and literally hear everything there is to hear. That was very special. Oh, sweet. That's really awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I got to agree with him there. Uh, that was so awesome to see Tommy and the Hagemans come together again. I thought that was so cool. See their reactions to each other after two years and everything. But uh, also, I just loved seeing Michael Kramer get up and play all those instruments. I thought that was so awesome seeing yeah. uh, him and play all those instruments out loud live for us. You know, there was the Estrage, which was an instrument I didn't even know existed. But it's really cool hearing that sound. And then he just sat on his little couch in his room, played a bunch of instruments. It was so, so cool. And yeah. you can see his room with all these different types of instruments. Some I had never even seen before in my life. And I thought they were <laughs> so cool to, you know, learn a few things, you know. And so that was really, really cool to see. Yeah, see, yep. Ticked my box with that one. And, um, you know, the voice acting. So I think we touched on this before, but how long has the process been? of doing the documentary from conception to, well, let's say almost edited, because I'm assuming you've still got a fair whack to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good. All right. If we're talking or, like original conception, because yep. I think Braden touched upon this earlier. Yeah. Um, originally, way back when, I think like at this date back to like, the end of 2019, like maybe yeah. mid-2019, okay. um, I... I was like wanting to do a project, pretty much this, like as a solo thing originally, as like a mini series. Um, and then I realized, hold on, Jen, you can't do this because A, that's too much, and B, you don't have the right connections. You can't make this. Um, and so it just kind of fizzled out from there. And then I get a message from Braden one day saying, dude, you, you can't let this die. We got to make it happen. And, and from that point, we just formulated the team of us, uh, Joshua Deck and Haley Wolf. And we've been going since, I want to say, around mid-2020 on this thing. Yeah, I think it was around July is when we started like kind of mm -hmm. conceptualizing how we're going to do this and mm -hmm. what where we're going to go about it. And and so with that, I think, and we we went that we went that route and conceptualized like, okay, if we're going to do this, then we got to have the right connections. And then we needed to ask. I know we reached out to Tommy Andreas and to ask him if he was on board because you know, he's a huge, huge part of Ninjago because he was a co-creator and so he's also executive producer of the show and so it was very uh it was a big deal that we had him on and so I remember Jan reaching out to him and he said he would do it and so after we found out that Tommy would do it I was like okay we need to get in get into gear here and so I I wrote out a Google Doc of what we wanted to include and yeah. kind of what we wanted to do and then I pitched that to Lego and Lego was like awesome idea we like it and then they they kind of gave us all the contacts that we needed. And then they also forwarded us some uh, exclusive content we can put in the documentary as well, which is really, really awesome. And I can't thank mm -hmm. them enough for that because it's just going to make the documentary so much more special for the fans. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just to be able to explain and show off all the cool artwork and even some unreleased sets, which look so cool that never, you know, made it out, which was cool that we get to include those as well. Uh, but yeah, I think we started interviewing around, what was it, October? September? Yeah, it was. I want it was definitely around that time frame. I think yeah, yeah. like it was around fall Q, 2020. Yeah, late Q3, beginning Q4 of 2020 is when everything really got underway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Thank you, COVID, for allowing you the time to do it, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, 100%. But it wasn't for that happening. I don't. I personally don't think we would ever have the time to do this. Yeah, exactly. In a way, it was like, you know, everyone made the best of that situation. You know, they made the best of their abilities, given what was going on in the world. And we just thought, you know what? Let's, let's, make, let's just do our best. Let's make this, make lockdown a little less awful for everyone. And yep. I'm, I can quite confidently and quite proudly say, I think we did a pretty good job. Well, from the trailer, I, I say you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, quick question. How do you guys know each other? Like, that should have probably been the first question I had asked. But how do you actually know each other? Like, is it from online or in real life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we've never got, we haven't had the opportunity to meet in real life yet. Uh, yes, keyword on yet, because it will happen. <laughs> We're all going to meet up one day and make the best of it. Uh, we, so first, me and Brayden met through Instagram a few years ago. We've been talking for a while now. I, I think, but if I remember correctly, I want to say around 2018, maybe. So we've been good friends for a while. Um, and then uh, our other partners, Joshua and Haley, yeah, it, it's all been through online pretty much, solely through Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We've built this friendship and this group, and it's been quite the experience, to say the least. And where are you from, Vauclin? Because I'm trying to pick your accent, and I'm like, <laughs> I oh, I get asked this every time. So I'm, I'm, I'm from Perth in WA. Yeah, that's. But I was born in Manchester. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, so yeah, you've definitely got the Aussie, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've got a bit of British, a bit of Aussie. It's a good, yeah. It always throws people off whenever I start speaking. Oh, you guys have had real a lot of fun during lockdown. Like you haven't been really locked. <laughs> yeah, we only really had that like two week scare, not you know, a few weeks back. We've been pretty lucky down here, all things considered. Yeah. I'm Melbourne, so Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um <laughs> for everyone that doesn't know, we were in lockdown for like five months. Like as in yes. and hardcore lockdown. You can't leave your house. For like a good month and a bit, it was fun. Jeez. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. been a tough year. It, I mean, I guess yeah. I can't say, of all people here, I'm the one who can say that the least, but I've seen <laughs> enough, you know? Um, it has been tough. Yeah, I was about to say, Brayden, you're in the States, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, down here, I mean, I'm down here in the South in the States, so I mean... It, you know, it's it's been crazy here in the United States, but I mean, down here in the South, I live in a really small town, so it hasn't really affected us too much, uh, fortunately, on that front. But um, you know, it's still been an awful hard year. You know, so many things have happened, but uh, I can definitely say we've made the most of it here with the documentary mm-hmm. and forming yep. our our group here. You know, because most of it was all on Twitter, and you know, I, I mean, I looked up to Jan because Jan is the Mister Positivity in the. Um, <laughs> And the uh, the community here. So, and I'm more the news guy covering uh, some new news and things like that. And so, it really cool to formulate, you know, because Josh Joshua Deck, if you guys don't know him, he's a huge artist in the community. Can make some incredible art. And then Haley Haley Wolf is an incredible video editor, like, yeah, professional level level video editor. Like, she's an, amazing at it. And so, it was so cool to get all of us together to create something because we're really big figureheads in the community. I'd say. 
Yep. And so it was, it was uh, such a blast working with, with Joshua and, and Haley. And then obviously Jan here, it was so fun working with them on this. And then, but we all have the same dreams in a sense, because we want to one day work for Lego and we're getting closer to that dream every day, essentially. And, yeah. and we're getting, and to meet all of our, cause we know we're all Ninjago fans, obviously. And so to meet our heroes, you know, Tommy Andreas and Tommy Kalmar, Michael Knapp, you know, the, the Hagemans and things like that, just to meet them was a dream come true to us. And and to yeah. do it together as as fans, hell, even a family, you know, it was, it's absolutely incredible for sure. Yeah. And so you say you want to work for Lego. What In what capacity do you think you would, let's, let's pitch it to them now. I think me and Jan can both say we want to be story writers. Um, yeah. Okay. But I know we, we really want to be story writers for Lego if possible. Uh, you know, I'd love to design a few sets maybe if possible, but you know, maybe I'm stretching a little bit out of bounds here, but just to be involved, I think mostly um, would just be great, you know, just to be involved. would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's funny because when we sat down and we interviewed Brent Miller, who voices Zane in the show, um, yep. <laughs> while we were interviewing him, he would stop every so often and just have a real deep, personal conversation with all four of us he like, was incredible it really come down to earth and he would ask that exact question he would ask where do you guys want to go from here and if you want to work at lego how are you going to make it happen like he it, it really hit home with all of us it was to say it was an incredible experience would be an understatement it was something else entirely it, it was literally your hero sitting down with you and wanting nothing but the best for you and planning yeah. out how to get there yeah it's amazing and and every day since we've been making making it possible and and now we are very close to where we want to be and it's and we're getting closer as the day ticks on and it's it's been an incredible experience to say the to say the least you know it's just it's been awesome and then with brent telling us how you know how do you want to get there and so like he gave us these specific things that we should do Hmm. to try to to try to reach where we want to go and so, and reach out to the people that we know that can help us get there. And so that's what we've been doing. And it's, it's, it's just amazing to have friends like that, have friends in the Ninjago team and the voice actors, you know, just to be able to say, Hey, I need your help or, Hey, I want to get here. And they're like, we got you, brother. We're here for you. It's, it's incredible. It really is amazing. Oh, yeah. sweet. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a great um, little network as well. And you guys are young yeah. as well. Like you got, yeah, at least a couple of years left in you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm 20 in a month and a half, so my my time's running short. Yeah, I just turned downhill from here. Though. I mean, I'm um, I'm I'm the baby here. <laughs> well, I'm 41. Um, <laughs> but was he to say? Um, but no, that's the thing. Is like at least you guys know what you want to do. Like before you um, thought about doing the Ninjago documentary had you ever thought about doing documentary sort of stuff before like is this is this you know this is all new to us yeah yeah i i always knew i wanted to be a writer but this was my first proper venture into that like official territory yeah and and like this in itself has opened up doorways and opportunities and Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna take every single one i possibly can because this is the dream right here i'm very grateful for it it has. It really does. And, and you know, I love documentaries. They're some of my favorite things to watch. And so when I was like, when they were like, let's do a documentary, I was like, hell yeah, let's do a documentary. Like, this will be, 
this will be great because I mean I I love watching documentaries. I've seen tons. I've seen almost all the ones on Netflix. I've watched so many documentaries, and so I kind of know where we're going with this and how we need to set it up documentary style and the interview questions that we need to ask, which is always good. Um, so it should feel like a documentary, but we yeah. want it to be, of course, entertaining and, and for people to pick up a thing or two, especially if they don't know about Ninjago. We plan to tell the history for sure about Ninjago. It's something yeah. just in case people that want to watch our Lego fans, let's say, because I know a lot of Lego fans have just reached out saying, hey, I want to watch this because of the fact that you guys have behind the scenes looks at everything like, you know, with fan communities, they want to they love seeing behind the scenes of Lego. And so actually me and Jan are some of the, the only people that actually have gotten have gotten some behind the scenes looks at things like that from what I've learned, from what people have told me. And so it was really cool to see other Lego fans that are not Ninjago fans reach out to us and say, hey, I think this is such a cool idea because of the fact that you guys have so much behind the scenes content and we want to check it out because of this, this and this. And so hopefully we could get them in Ninjago, too. and We can expand that. But uh, just to teach them a bit about Ninjago and things like that is, is definitely what we're going, what we're looking for here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds like a really cool doco. Like, here's something. Um because you obviously planned it before COVID, whatnot. So you had, I'm assuming, the style of documentary you wanted it to be. But has it changed a lot since, you know, you because basically now it's a Zoom meeting because um, mm -hmm. it's going to be Zoom screens or like, you know, like cut to. So you're not going to be able to frame it the way you probably had or is it sort of, long story short, has it changed much, like from what your original conception was to what? Not really. It actually, to be honest with you, it made it a lot easier. It made it a lot cheaper too, <laughs> to be honest. And we've been able to get in contact with, no. I think, a lot more people than we would have been able to if it was in person, if, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's been a lot more convenient, that's for sure. Uh, and to me personally, I it panned out... Yeah exactly how i imagined it if not better because we've just been able to touch every little corner of everything that is ninjago so you can't get better than that no you can't get better than that and luckily we've all <laughs> got good internet um and what are some of the difficulties you guys have encountered while doing the doco okay time zone <laughs> i was gonna say i'll have one word for you time zones yeah. jesus <laughs> time zones is the worst Denmark yeah. time, Canadian times, Australian, Australian times. times. It's that was the that's the one inconvenience was the time zone because me and Joshua are the only two in the same time zone. The rest of us are either an hour ahead or like six hours ahead. So it was, it was I would have to wake up eight yeah. fifteen in the morning to get on for interview in Denmark because that's like three p.m. their time. So that's when they yeah. get off work or whatever. And so like we have to, yeah. I had to wake up early so that way we could get things going. And, uh, but we got it done. And that was, that was definitely one of the biggest inconveniences for sure. Yes, absolutely. We, we have a total of, I don't know the exact number, but it's anywhere from like, we have like 18 to 20 interviews, all of which are an hour to two hours each. And I think only two of those yeah. <laughs> were set at a time where I could get up at like six or seven in the morning and do it. The rest, I was up at like one in the morning, four in the morning, you name it. I had to get Poor up Jan. Poor Jan. very Don't early to do that. Oh my but God. I have no regrets because I, it was just a feeling. blast no matter what. Like, sure, I was tired at first, 
but then you speak to Vincent Tong for like a minute and suddenly you're energized and ready to go. Hey, that Vincent Tong is an incredible guy. If you guys don't know yes. him, he, is, he plays Kai in Ninjago and he is just like, not only is he a lovable character, but he's a lovable guy too. He's mm-hmm. so funny. He's hilarious. And uh, what was really cool is we got him to actually read some of his first lines in the script for Ninjago live on the uh, documentary. That's really cool. That hit home. It did. It definitely did. But in terms of difficulties, technically, we did, like, in terms of, like, technology, we had a pretty smooth run, all things considered. We really did. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) appreciate it. I I can't think of any major hiccups or anything. I don't... Zoom's limited, like, meeting time of 40 minutes. That was an issue at first, and then we upgraded to Zoom Pro, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Um, Yeah, Zoom Pro... Yeah, I yeah. wish we did that at the start, but yeah. we learned. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of any major hiccups we encountered. We were pretty lucky, all things considered. Indeed. Yep. Sweet. And where are you guys releasing this? It'll be on like, YouTube. We have it... a YouTube channel uh, That's already YouTube? published. We have a full trailer that came out on the 10th anniversary of Ninjago. We already have that out right now. It, uh, mm-hmm. You want to check that out. We also have a YouTube channel already out as well ready to host the documentary when that comes so it'll be accessible to everyone and of course if it gets picked up by somebody then obviously then it'll hopefully go there but um i was gonna ask what makes ninjago so special um but i think we've sort of hit on that yeah it's funny funny enough actually we that may i'll touch more upon this when Braden gets back but there's a segment in the documentary a fan segment where that's the question we ask we ask to you like personally what makes it special how has it impacted your life so much? You know, like it's such an important thing. Um, and fan involvement is really important to us. So the fact that we were able to pose that question and get, I don't know how many people we got exactly. It, I want to say around 15 to 20 yep. to answer that question. The variety of answers has been amazing. Just to know the impact Ninjago's truly had. In my opinion, what makes Ninjago special is the care that the 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 creators put into it it's really and and the fans the fans are also what make it really special as well because not only do they give feedback but it's just the hype the hype building and but mainly and that's the one thing we'll touch on in the documentary is the care that the creators put into the show itself was something really truly inspiring for us and I hope it'll be inspiring for everybody else that watches it because it is something truly incredible to see how much they care about one thing uh, when as they created it, and that's something that we've really uh, experienced here, uh, working Absolutely. on the documentaries. That these people I really mean, care about their baby. Yeah, they really do care about the yeah. show. Yeah, they do. This isn't your typical Saturday morning cartoon. You put on, you go, right. okay, laugh for half an hour while eating breakfast. Ninjago isn't that. Like, I mean, before it, I, I'd say Bionicle. I could be mistaken here, but Bionicle was their only near decade long continuous storyline original theme. Mm-hmm. And Bionicle was beloved by a lot of people. So for Ninjago to to do that and follow in its footsteps and be as successful as it's been, that really speaks to its quality and speaks to just how much love and affection is poured into the show. Yep. Definitely. 100%. Well, yeah, it's and it's great that, you know, because of your documentary, everyone will see exactly how much care is put into it. So awesome. A uh, couple more questions, guys. What has the community been like towards 
you doing this? Oh my gosh. So that's a lot easier to answer, actually. So supportive. Mm -hmm. They've hyped us up. They've made us so wanting to do this even more. Like they they've done this. We've gotten nothing but positive feedback for doing this. And they're so excited. And uh, you know, and the community itself really isn't that bad. It's it it really is a great community and it's there's a lot of great people loving people yeah there's some corners that i wouldn't go into but for the most part the community is a fantastic place and there's it a is. lot of and, it, and and the the best thing about it is is that the creators interact with us oh that's cool yeah so yeah, yeah. voice there actors was... interact with us tommy andreason interacts with a lot he's a legend he's he an is. absolute legend follow him on twitter he's he's a great yep. guy okay yeah. sweet i mean yeah if I had one word to describe the community, it would be passionate. We're a very passionate base. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in, in both maybe good and not so good ways, but that's pretty much every community for anything you'll yeah. find. And we're really no different. We're a very passionate group. And the response to this documentary has been outstanding. When we released the trailer on the 10-year anniversary, um, we also like left a note in the comments saying, uh, like, it's coming out on April 19th. Uh, because there's so much footage to edit, we just want to make sure we do it to the best. Which, and that, funnily enough, is also the same date as Ninjago's the airing of Ninjago's 100th episode. So it's kind of you know a fun little thing to do. And there were some people who were like kind of upset because they just want it now. You know, the, the, they're that excited they just want it yep. now. They don't want to wait another two months. But it's a good thing. Yeah, because it shows they're yeah. excited. So yeah. take that yeah. a good way. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> yeah. um, we get one. We get one shot. We want to do it right. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you get one shot. You don't want to rush it. And yeah, that's it exactly. Um, we've had a bit of a t like. I haven't seen the movie. We've touched on about it. Good for you. <laughs> I did notice that the characters weren't voiced by the same. People, how did how did everyone handle that? <laughs> oh, that okay. was All right. that was awful. Um, not only was the voice acting different, but the design changes also stirred up the hornet's nest in the community. Uh, not our best time. No, definitely not our best time. But as time went on, we definitely were able to appreciate the ch design changes in that front, but the voice acting back, I'm, I'm going way off topic here, but the voice acting was definitely different. It was weird. It didn't feel right in my opinion, but um, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 what they got on was cool. Like the, 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 the actors they got on was very impressive and very yeah, cool. Jackie but, Chan and yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Michael, well, Hendy, gets, you, can't lose, you can't lose with that guy. He's the best. Yeah, but I mean, it just didn't feel like Ninjago to me. It didn't feel like a Ninjago yeah. to a lot of like hardcore yeah. fans. Which is the issue. Like you'll see in the community, you'll see like I think three very separate sections. You'll see people who absolutely hate the movie. You'll see people who absolutely love and adore the movie. And then you'll see that middle group, which is I think where I fall in, where I can watch it and and say, I don't hate this. This almost feels like a parody of sorts of Ninjago, like a you know a completely different interpretation. And I, I, I respect what they're trying to do, but as a hardcore Ninjago fan, especially a day one fan, 
this doesn't really sit yeah. best, you know? And that's where I kind of, and I agreeing with Jan here, that's kind of where I found common ground with it as well, is that it's more of a parody in, in, in sense to the TV show than just an act. Because, like, if they would have pulled a Transformers back in the 80s, they did the Transformers TV show, and then they did a movie that continued with the TV show, and then the TV show continued off that movie. If they would have done that with Ninjago, that would have been incredible. Like, to have season 8, 9, and 10 combined into one movie and then continued off of that, I feel like that would have been super, super awesome. And it would have made for an incredible movie. But for the movie that we got, honestly, it wasn't that bad personally. And 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 it, I mean, it focused on Lloyd a lot, unfortunately, rather than the other ninja. But I mean, like Jan said, I think it fits better as a parody. Okay, sweet. Good to know. On a totally different note, um, favorite Lego memories. Um, like, you know, it could be oh. Lego. It could be Ninjago. Uh, it could be from the documentary, anything really that just sort of sticks in your head. It's something I ask everyone. I think one of my favorite memories ever was me and Jan going on Kirby Morrow's memorial and talking to his friends and family about the impact he made on the Ninjago community and the impact he made on our lives. That was something that was truly incredible that Tommy Andreessen uh, fortunately set up for us to do. We also made a video, uh, a tribute video in, in the name of the Ninjago community for uh, the Memorial Facebook page. Oh, nice. And that was something truly, truly, truly incredible and special to us personally, uh, mm -hmm. because, I mean, that's one of our favorite characters in the show right now. And just to be able as fans, us to do that, that was just life changing. It was that was very special. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully do, do you. I don't know if you know, but do you, is there anything that because obviously they record a year in advance? Uh, I think you were saying earlier on. Mm -hmm. um, do you see anything happening with the character, or do you do you as a community? Do, do you think everyone's like we should let Cole go, or is it we need another voice actor? Yeah, it's a divide. It's a Most divide. People, I. Much like when the, the designs changed in 2018, people would not take fondly to a new voice actor. I don't think, at least, people would not take too fondly. Even though circumstances are extremely tragic and not in anybody's control in the yeah. slightest. Um, but at the end of the day, the industry, you know, like, if they need a new voice actor for Cole, they're going to yeah. get one. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some people say, let's just now maybe we've had a cold season finally. If we got our wish, maybe now's the point where we transition him out of the show. It's a it's a massive divide, yeah. unfortunately. I personally I can't even begin to imagine where they're gonna go from this yeah. point. But I will support it no matter what, because it's a show I love more than anything. Yep. And this was at nobody's fault. Yeah, so that's it. I think everyone needs to remember that at the end of the day, that this is in no one's control. And then making the best with what they yep. can do. Couldn't say it better myself. Excellent. That's that's exactly how I feel as well. Is if they decide to change or do something to the show, then support it, move on with it, and um, remember his legacy uh, no matter yep. what. That's it. Yeah. Excellent. Buckland. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Funnily enough, right? So, like, like you were saying earlier, like my favorite Lego memory, Ninjago memory, a documentary memory, all formed into one. It only actually happened a few weeks ago. Funnily enough, uh, it was the four of us, and we were in a call with Tommy, just the five of us, private oh, yeah. call, no, no public, you know, nothing like that. We were just talking, just having a conversation, talking about like hinting at future events and joking around and and. But like, I'm very grateful to be in that position with Tommy as a whole, you know, being able to just joke around with this man who's created this thing that means so much to me. And it was the final moment of the call. He was saying goodbye. And before he goes, he just, he looks, he turns to the four of us and he says, I love you guys. And that, that hits oh, that's awesome. so close to home, you know? That, that was good. That was good. Was that felt really great definitely That's the like, my god i made it you know yeah. i made it this is yeah. it you don't get better than that <laughs> that was really special i don't think that will ever be yeah. topped and no that's unless they say hey jan you got a job now then okay maybe that will take the <laughs> okay. but for now for now that's, that's number that's one it. you're like how much do you love me give me a no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll give them the big yeah. eyes oh excellent no, that and that's a beautiful thing to say as well um yeah oh awesome and last question, <laughs> lucky last, how can people, and I know we touched this, on this again before, but how can people follow you or like what are your socials? Like how can we find out more about Ninjago? I nearly said Ninjago. Um, <laughs> oh, that would have been it. That would have been, been, that been the thing. perfect, that would be the perfect ironic joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been amazing. That would have been hilarious. I would just laugh. But, um, but yeah, no, you can find everything about uh, the Ninjago documentary on the YouTube page, Ninjago, a documentary. Uh, look it up. It's it's pretty easy to find. As far as Ninjago, there is our uh, fan community out there, uh, the Ninjago community on uh, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, uh, Twitter, Discord. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me, Brayden, at ninja underscore whip on Twitter and underscore ninja whip underscore on Instagram. Yep. Sweet. Actually, this is the perfect time to say, just a few days ago, actually, a fan Ninjago website launched uh, called keepersofspinjitsu.com, which contains everything and anything Ninjago, like from fan art to Tommy drawings, to the documentary, fan projects, everything is on there. Ah. So keepersofspinjitsu.com is a great website you can go and visit. Uh, whether you're an old Ninjago fan or someone who hasn't even heard of the series yet, you can't yep, go yep. wrong. Sweet. Perfect. Um, and yeah, if you want to know more about me, I Twitter definitely is the best place to find me at marvelous underscore Jan. Or you can find me with my group. If we do our own podcast called The Marvelous Cast on YouTube at, uh, well, The Marvelous Cast, I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, um, thanks for the chat today, guys. No worries. Thank you so much for having us. Definitely, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. If you liked it, please feel free to go check out some of our other episodes. If you know of anyone in the community you'd like to hear from, you're like, oh, I'd like to hear their take on stuff or more about them. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email me at fortheloveofbrick at gmail.com. Around the 19th of April, don't forget to check out the Ninjago 10 Years of Spinjitsu, a documentary. Now to keep up with all things Ninjago, 
go to our show notes and follow the links. Now until next time, keep loving those bricks.